I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I'm eating oats, eating oats, putting them in my bowl. Look at my bag of oats, look at my big, big, big bag of oats, look at my big bag, big, big bag, big, big bag of oats, look at my big bag, big, big, big bag, big, big bag of oats, I like porridge. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Tremblay Birchall. And... I'm already exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I think at some point we should just both legally change our names, you know, hyphenate the surname, right? And uh, my name would be Andy Matthews, already exhausted. So, and, so and Andy Matthews would be your first name? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess I move all the names up one, yeah. right? And uh, my first name becomes sort of my, like, my zeroth name. Great. Right? And, uh, and then the, uh, and, that, and that becomes sort of tagged on and hyphenated like a little trailer, you know, connected mm. with a little... The hyphen is, I guess, the, the coupling. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's, the, the, tra- the, it's the trailer... T- Toe bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, my boys already know about couplings. How weird is the uh, the effect of Thomas the Tank Engine and its ability mm. to teach two-year-olds about like technical railway terminology yeah. <laughs> before they know about anything about the world. They don't even know about climate change, and yet they know about railway terminology. How, no. how are we going to introduce our kids to the concept of climate change, Alistair? Andy. I today was listening to a podcast that made climate change sound so bad that I, I shed a tear. And then I, that, that very thought entered my mind. And I went, I don't think he needs to know right now. No, and that's absolutely right. But at some point, like, is that the new talk? Eh? Right? Is that the new talk? Like, is, yeah. Because, you know, I, I think it's almost irrelevant to talk, tell my children about um, uh, puberty and that sort of thing because I suspect we won't live that long. That's right? not. True. That's not true. We'll we'll be we'll be fine because we're shielded by the richness of our country yeah. and air conditioning. Okay. See, I suspect that there will come a time when the richness of our country mm. ceases to be meaningful no, in any way, and think... the enormous volume mm. of people living in very hot, very low-lying yeah. countries is going to render. Richness no longer a part of the. No, uh, they're not going to let them in. Yeah, I know. They're not going to sure. let them in. That's what we're going to tell ourselves. All right, is this a sketch idea, Andy? No. Well, well hang on. I mean, it's a grim Look, one. I'm a believer. Before, before you can say your mm. sketch idea, I'm a believer in getting things done at the last minute. Sure. Right. Um, now, I don't think that we will. You know, the, like the, the climate scientist I was listening to today on the podcast was saying that we can still save things as long as we do a very dramatic 
uh, turn, like in the like like in the Second World War, where everybody works together, mm. and we stop basically all, uh, you know, CO two emissions, mm. which I was listening to whilst driving my car. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, uh, I don't think that we're going to do that, mm. but. You know, I think we could do some third thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is that third thing is nothing or that or some third thing that fixes it a whole heap. But I don't know what but it we is. Did, but no, and nobody does. Nobody and knows it will probably, yet. It will probably have unintended consequences that make things worth, worse. But at least it'll be on our own terms. It'll be like Brexit. But worse. I'm jumping around today. Maybe, I? Not, maybe not worse in a different way. And like, no, maybe not worse. Maybe just, not worse in a different no, no, just way. Not worse, just different. <laughs> Jeez, things are different now, aren't they? <laughs> you know? I mean, well, it is like that thing about... It's like something we... that was like, oh, it'll kill all brown animals. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, that's better than losing all animals. <laughs> How many animals are brown? Yeah. We're putting... Uh, well, this is the thing about like putting sodium, sulfur dioxide yeah. into the sky. Apparently, it would change the colour of the sky. Right? I'm okay article, with that. This article that was like, do people have a right... To have a blue sky. Well, that's too, that's who no, cares that's at this privilege. point. Turns out that's a privilege. Yeah. Right. You don't. <laughs> if you want a blue sky, you got to pay for the augmented reality goggles that digitally manipulate the sky See, we're to appear blue. We're creating new industries. New industries, exactly. This is the kind of mitigation. This is this is really mitigation mitigation technology. This is the next level stuff where we mm -hmm. have to mitigate the effects of our mitigation. Yeah, I mean, we could start just tweeting Bill Gates and just tell him buy some land and plant a fuckload of trees. I, I think, I, look, I think it's, it's, it, it seems to make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, you guys are the people who can do things now. <laughs> okay, you've got all the money. Yeah. You've got all the, you got all, remember how you wanted all the money? Okay. You've got it you now. You've got it now, okay. You've got it now. Now, what are you going to do? <laughs> all right? Find a really good reason to spend it. I've got such a good reason yeah. to spend it. <laughs> You want people to respect you? I have got all, I'm going to call this almost a life hack mm. for getting a huge amount of respect from everybody. Yeah. All you got to do is save everyone's lives. And you can. You how, can. How about this? You know that thing that people were saying, we're all going to, we're all going to storm Area 51. Mm. It's, it's a similar thing to that. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm not, I'm not behind organizing this, right? My hands are clean. My hands are clean. But what it is is it's it's a it's an open letter to all billionaires. Yes. And the and the the thing is is as you buy, uh, say, ten billion dollars worth of land, and you pay people to uh, cover it in trees, mm -hmm. or everybody storms your house. <laughs> so it's an open letter slash extortion sort of it's situation. You have 30 days to do it out of the <laughs> kindness of your heart. That, oh, that's good. That's very yeah. good. Because it gives them the power. Mm -hmm. This isn't a threat. It's not a threat. This is an opportunity. <laughs> I mean, now the only point place where I would say that that's not okay is if there's a billionaire who lives at um, Area 51. Because I hear that they will shoot you if you go in there. <laughs> so don't do that one. But I can't imagine any billionaires having any armed guards mm, on their property. Mm, or being paranoid in any way. Yeah. Or having anything they think is worth protecting. Sure. Or having proven that they're willing to sacrifice the well-being of large numbers of poor people <laughs> for their personal sort of benefit. Is this a sketch? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a new public holiday. No, it's it's a it's <laughs> it's basically an open letter um, signed by about seven billion people. Right. Now, okay. This is this is this, one of the problems is that in order to get enough paper to have a letter signed by seven billion people, we did have to cut down a lot of trees. Could we do but, it digitally? <laughs> no, no, because digital signatures aren't worth the PDFs they're inserted into. Alistair, as we both know, mm -hmm. I have your digital signature mm -hmm. on my Google account and I can sign anything I want with your name on it. Yeah, and I like that. <laughs> I like that I don't have to open up my digital signing app in order for something to be, to be signed. Because it's a huge burden. <laughs> I guess this is the new power of eternity. A a power of eternity. Oh! <laughs> I'm giving you power. Uh, see, see, it's a, so it's a dying mom. Mm. She goes. I'm. She's got two, her two sons there. <laughs> I'm giving you the power of attorney. And he goes, Yes, yes. I get to make all the decisions like that. And then she turns to the other son and he goes, And I'm giving you the power of eternity. It's nice. And then. He's also happy. I think the power of eternity to me seems like a religious thing, right? Where like you would you would basically um, uh, give somebody the power, sort of, to look after your eternal soul, right? So they will basically do all your praying for you, right? Um, diversify the portfolio sufficiently that they pray to enough deities to sort of make it statistically likely that you've got the correct one. Um, make, you know, make sort of don donations on your behalf. It's sort of, uh, you know, basically like, um, like, a, like, a, like I imagine rich people have for their money, mm -hmm. right? Who they can't really be bothered looking after it. And they're, they're, I'm basically picturing the people who always end up it turns out, stealing heaps of a billionaire's money. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that would happen? <laughs> if you just put it in there in front of them, where they can drool over it and sit close enough, but they can't, they Give can't touch the it. Give them the power over yeah. it, and then make them feel like it's so, theirs. So you're doing that, but with... But with your eternal soul. Okay. So you're, so you're like, signing over something probably in blood yeah. to give them sort of the right to, to pray for you and that sort of thing. So what you're inventing is the devil, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the devil's on payroll. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so so you're paying the devil. Yeah. So it's like the devil's gone bust, mm -hmm. and now you're trying to get him to apply his... He's looking for work. Exactly. And so instead of taking all evil souls, mm. he can control one soul, uh, you know, for like $200 uh, a day. It's basically... So the devil, right, gets rid of hell, mm -hmm. right? And now he's doing a startup. Freelance. He's freelance. Yeah. He's doing sort of a, a, a thing where he'll take on a whole bunch of clients. Basically, you mm. sign up, you pay him, right? And he will manipulate things in such a way that you either go to heaven or maybe you end up in hell. But it'll, he'll, he'll, he's, he's made it seem a lot like heaven, right? So well, you won't be able so to it's tell the difference. part of hell <laughs> that is, is like... VIP hell. VIP hell. <laughs> <laughs> You can't buy your way into heaven, but you can buy your way into the nice bit of hell. <laughs> Just behind a little rope. <laughs> and... Oh, it's nice. 
you know. It's all been pretty hastily repainted and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. obviously. And the paint does burn off the, quite quickly. Sure, sure. They said someone had to redo it. Yeah. And then there's fumes for a while, and they're highly flammable. Oh, but they make you feel nice. They do. That's yeah. part of the effect. As we know from one of our episodes. Ah, the fume kazoo. <laughs> Riding the fume kazoo. That's right. Um, yeah, VIP hell is uh, it's really, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... It's sort of like the Patreon um, bonus. Absolutely, a bonus hell. I mean, what what could you offer the devil to get into? Um, sort of like, I guess, a you could have a timeshare on your well, soul. I, I like the idea that the, the, the devil just wants money. <laughs> sure. So, <laughs> like, so instead of like leaving your... I guess he, well, like when he's on Earth, mm. he probably wants... You know, it'd be great. He has magic powers, but he doesn't have financial powers. Exactly. He's not a wizard. No. He can he but yeah so he, he he still needs money for those suits and stuff like that and mm. sort of fancy cars and sort of oh, and mustache wax yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> doesn't wax itself no and um and so yeah you you just sort of you 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 bequeath a certain amount of your estate to him or something like that and he just guarantees you you know right there there are, there are different levels of hell right mm. obviously right and and some of these ones you don't have to pay very much. But he'll give you a glass of water or something like that. Which know? would be, you know, rare. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be welcome, I would imagine. Has he hollowed out some of Earth? Is that the deal? Or is it like before you get to the mantle? Or you're sort of, sort of in there, like, so it's in the crust, you think? Yeah, you think, I don't know, I don't know, that's what I'm wondering. Like, there's fire, but there doesn't seem to be that much lava. Or the lava's right at the base, you know, like, so maybe it's right above the mantle. Mmm. Mm. But it doesn't seem to be explosions in there whenever you see a shot or whatever. No, no, and there doesn't seem to be like their bodies aren't collapsing under the colossal pressure that yeah, there would have to be, even if it was in a gas pocket. Yeah, right. right? It would still be, you know, Maybe a pretty high-pressure environment. Oh, he probably keeps a canary down there just to make sure <laughs> you know, everybody's soul can survive. Because um, I guess if you're if you if you're in a like a, a deep mine or whatever, you have to just keep pumping air down. Is that what happens? I guess. But yeah, yeah, they used to they used to have like a lot of air shafts and that sort of thing, and I guess they are pumping oxygen down there. Um, don't know, Al. Mm. Don't know. Don't know what happens. I mean, so, does the air just diffuse down of its own accord, just down the hole? Oh, does it fall down? Does, does air it, fall? Does it, I don't know. Or is air sort of buoyancy neutral? I mean, it would it would get down there eventually. The colder oh, air would. But you know, um, you know, termites. Mm. Of course, um, they push air around through their uh, their mounds using their using heads, their, using their, their heads, their own movement causes the motion of air, mm. like the, through. What air. is that banging? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I hope the listeners can't hear that banging, but somebody seems to be just outside the building with a hammer, just banging around. And now we can see Ben Russell through the door, and he's wearing a hood. And he's and looking terrifying. He is looking terrifying. And for such a jolly man. Should we pause he's it for a, a second? Got a scary face. So that's that. That's that's hell. That's it. So yeah, but we we were just anyway. We're done with the stuff at the door. That's all done. Yeah. And now that's hell done as well. That's hell. We've dealt with hell. We've dealt with the door. Dealt with right. Ben Russell. We've, de we've acknowledged the banging sound that you may or may not be able to hear. I, I have noticed that every time somebody mentions a sound on a podcast, mm. I've never been able to hear it. Oh. 
Maybe they don't exist. Sounds on Maybe. podcasts. Yeah. Here's, uh, here's one of my favourite jokes. Yeah. It's when people uh, on a podcast do like do something physical. I love And that. then they say, it doesn't really work on an audio medium. It's mm. probably a joke I've made several times. And sure. I've got to tell you, I love it. Every time, I laugh heaps. Because I tell you what's a joke that does work on an audio medium, saying that your physical jokes don't work on an audio medium. Gets me every time, Alistair. Definitely works for the crowd back at home. Yes. As they're realizing it, you know, back in the studio or wherever you are. Mm. But again, it's just a, it's like you're adding another joke to the crowd at home that isn't going to work for them. Ah, the crowd at home. <laughs> Is my phone doing something? I think it was vibrating oh, again. I'm sorry, do you, want me to, do you want me to stop it from doing that? It's yeah. probably a good idea, right? Yeah. Sure, we've already got enough interruptions. Um, um all right. Yeah. Do you think we should domesticate any new animals? Do you think we're done domesticating animals? I thought we had already domesticated all of them. But <laughs> I don't think we. I don't think we've domesticated all animals. No, right. Right. Yeah. Like I think. I think there are. I guess there know, are some that haven't been discovered yet. Um. No. No. But even the ones that have been discovered, yeah. like like you wouldn't say we've domesticated the salamander, right? I mean, it feels like. We probably have domesticated the salamander. In, in what way would you consider that we've well, I mean, domesticated... I'm not saying that we've domesticated every salamander, but I think that out of all animals that you could have picked, like even if, like if you had said a sh like a gray, you know, the white, sh white pointer shark or whatever, then it would have been like, oh, well, yeah, of course, because that's a dangerous animal. It's, it's hard to kind of domesticate that. But the salamander feels like they're so readily available. <laughs> And the people probably I, have them in so many it, terrariums around the world. Sure, but I don't think putting something in a terrarium makes it domesticated. Doesn't it? No, I think you have to have, like... Um, you put it in your domicile? In its own domicile? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? You've put it in its own domicile. Yeah. Right? You have to make a little salamander environment in your house. Yeah. In, in order for the salamander to... To be to cohabitate, so to, you wouldn't to coexist. So, but like, what about a cow? Do you consider that a domesticated animal? Alistair! <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I was halfway through my argument and I saw the flaws, and I thought, you know what I thought? I thought Al's, Al's already told me he's really tired, and look at those eyes. They don't look like the, the eyes of a man who's going to be calling me out on this particular slab of bullshit, and yet. And then I was wrong, because you were on to me, <laughs> like a salamander on a, to a sort of a, a slimy like a, rock. Like a salamander to domestication. <laughs> I still think that my central point, though, I don't think if you looked it up, if you look it up, domesticated animals, yeah. a list of domesticated animals, I don't think a salamander would appear. I don't think there's any list of domesticated... Are you looking one up right now? Yeah. Is this what happened? Is this podcast now one where we look things up? I mean, I looked something up in the last episode, and now you're looking something up? It's, it's all falling apart. I just feel like the walls of the think tank are crumbling, and we're now exposed to, like, the internet. Yeah, to the... To, yeah, and the internet is a horrible place where it could corrupt our ideas. Exactly. Right? Um, we're letting too much reality seep in. Used to be a place where you could just say some dumb thing and then shout at each other for five minutes. First of all, I want you to know that I think that you only you have something to gain from me looking up the definition of domestication <laughs> because I was dominating that argument <laughs> up until then, right? Now I haven't read it, 
But once we get into the nitty gritty here, I want you to know that I'm doing this at my own, like at, my, at a cost of, of, of winning. So I'm helping you. You really, but you, yeah, you really should have quit after you scored that cow coup. Yeah. <laughs> Domestication is a sustained multi-generational relationship mm. in which one group of organisms assumes a significant degree of influence over the reproduction and care of another group to secure a more predictable supply this, of resources from that second this group. This is fantastic. So the domestication isn't just something that ha humans do to other animals. So this also applies to like those um, those birds that keep ants or whatever it is. No, sure. ants that keep aphids, right? Mm. Do you know about these? I think so. Yeah, and they drink the aphid milk, right? Oh, I don't think they yeah. can do that. And this is a thing, right? And they keep the, uh, yeah, so the, those ants have domesticated those aphids. Do you think right. a bunch of fungi, or fungi, as mm. a lot of uh, mm. fungus experts will pronounce it, uh, domesticate ants? Or, or termites? Versa. Isn't it like, the ter like termites have a lot of fungi at the, yeah, at the base okay, of their... Does, does, it, does it... Oh, it's just organisms, isn't it? It doesn't even have to be One um, group of animal. organisms assumes a significant degree of influence over the reproduction and care of another group. Could just be plants, could be fungi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So I, I guess salamanders I, uh, are... Uh, well, I mean, know. maybe we'll leave that to the audience. Do you consider the salamander to have been domesticated? And if not, I why not? I don't think not? we need to. And, I think, I think... and if not, maybe it could be a beast of burden. You know, why do beasts of burden have to be big? And ca mm. Capable of carrying significant weights. We don't always have to carry big things. Sometimes you just want to take a chapstick with you. Why can't you strap that chap mm. to the back of a salamat? And why does the burden always have to be physical? <laughs> exactly. Why can't it be well, emotional? We already do have emotional support dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. And what about a salamander that you, you know, you take your anger out on? Oh, God. <laughs> I like that. I like that you have a different emotional support animal for every different emotion. A dog for when you're sad. A salamander for when you're furious. Rage bat. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I take a swing at it, but then I remember it contains some disease that's gonna get me get a get a some kind of rabies-like. Uh, Hendra virus. Hendra virus. But you can only get it via a horse. Oh yes, but you then know? I also carry like around. Why having to use a VPN? But, yes, but then I have my guilt horse. <laughs> Do you like my VPN argument? No, yeah, yeah, like it's, yeah, well, you yeah, need to get it through. I like your ghoul horse thing. Thank you very much. I guess we were both very busy at the time. Yeah, I guess. To appreciate each it's other's really, jokes. It's like, because the, like, the alternative name of this podcast is, uh, here's what I was thinking about while you were talking. But mm. it could also be, here's what I was talking about while you were talking. Of course we, <laughs> of course we came up with that, that saying that we say, we based it off of that podcast that uh, that guy Brian Colella does. Yeah, that guy Brian. Yeah. yeah. We ripped it off through time. Through time. Time rip. Um, but what do you think about a sketch about domesticating different uh, additional animals? Sure. Right. I think uh, a sustained multi-generational relationship with the newt, right, so that we can then get the newt to perform sort of functions in our society. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's not a lot here yet, but like I guess this this uh, this. Um, it always hurts me so much when you judge whether or not there's enough here in one of my sketches. Just because I know how little there is in 90% of our sketches, Alistair. Uh, 
We got, we got a lot. These are dense sketches yeah, that are currently think, written you down. You think this one about domesticating newts is yeah. not a dense sketch? <laughs> sure, no, no, but at the moment it was, you know, you, it was a bit cloudier. It was just domesticating new animals. And I'm, and I'm into that. I just wanted something to be a bit like, you know, okay. like why or whatever. I mean, I guess the emotional support where you have, you know, one for each emotion. Mm. You know, that, I think that was, a, that was kind of a sketch idea, do you think? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You need like somebody who has so many emotions that they need to have like an entire menagerie in order to deal with their you know all their various anxieties, mm. right? But then I also like maybe your emotional support dog because you put so much pressure on it, it needs its own little emotional support. Of course, dog, like budgerigar. You just call me darling. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> People don't rewind and, <laughs> and listen to whether or not I did that. <laughs> Darling. <laughs> did you though? I don't think so. <laughs> but what was that sound you were making? You said, of course, Darling. Of course, it was probably, of course then. It's probably, of course then. That's definitely something we're going to be able to go back and No, do I some, don't think do so. some sort of audio analysis. Uh, I don't think anybody should. Yeah, I think process that clip, whatever it is, try and work out what, what it was that Alistair said, because it sounded to me a lot like darling. No. Anyway. I don't constantly call people in my life darling, <laughs> and so there's no chance of that being a mistake that sure, I would make. Sure, sure. Did you find... Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. ...that when you were in a... Like, when you first go into a new relationship, yeah. right, there's a lot of intense kissing. Mm. Right, and there's a lot of like when you see you, a lot of seeing this person a lot, right? Mm. Going to see them, and then doing a lot of kissing straight away. Yeah, and I'm revealing a lot about myself here. Sure. But did you find that, like, because you were doing that so much in the early part of that relationship, that your it shifts the center of gravity of your mental sort of map of like how to greet people way too much over to the big full mouth kiss mm. and I found that like I would whenever I was seeing someone I would have to like be like not big full mouth kiss and and just <laughs> stop that thought like like when it was just a little shadow of a, a, an impulse yeah right did you ever find that? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I think I can understand that urge, you know. Um, most of the time my, ba my boundaries are up, so then I'm like, I guess I always got to tell myself a little don't full mouth kiss this person. Sure. You know, but then I also sometimes go on, I wonder what it would be like to full mouth kiss this person. <laughs> like that, you know, you know, bus drivers. And, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, mostly bus drivers. Yeah. But, <laughs> You know, but yeah, this is where I get off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> on you. Mm-hmm. Your lap, on that bouncy chair of yours. Oh, yeah, they got that bouncy chair. Mm -hmm. And that big, wide, flat wheel. Why can't we have that in our cars, in our double-decker cars? Here's what I want to know. I wonder if Nick Mason's tram seat mm. is as big and bouncy as a bus seat. Yeah. I'm going to say no, because I think sort of part of the point of the rail system no bouncing is to reduce the amount of bounce but mm. I could be wrong here's what I want to know mm. they give you a steering wheel on that tram oh, I don't know because you feel like you'd want to have someone to hold on to 
Yeah, because or else you you wouldn't know what to do with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you need a Game Boy or something. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess you just maybe just gotta leave a a Ford and back. Mm. That feels because that that feels demeaning. Yeah. You know, like even if the steering wheel doesn't do anything, put one in there so you look like you're doing something. And they should have like a thing above your head that you can pull on and it goes choo choo. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Even if it's only you that can hear it. Yeah. Right. What were we just talking about? <laughs> a whole lot of stuff. The big full mouth kiss. <laughs> big full mouth kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I think there's something there. But you know what I have a more of a desire for? Mm. I'm not that interested in kissing people and unless they're bus drivers. Mm. Or, or having sex with people unless they're bus drivers. Sure. Right? I really want... I, I kind of go the next step as I go, oh, I really would like to know what it would be like to be like five years deep in a relationship, one-on-one mm. -on -one relationship with this person yeah. and have uh, me be there all. Mm. Totally. Um, it's, it's, it's not so, like, but we're not talking like a wife swap type scenario because that's, that's the exact opposite. No, no, no. What yeah. you're trying to achieve. No, no, I don't want to, yeah, no, I don't want. I want to know what it would be like to sort of take you for granted, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's really, it's a really a, you know, it's a, it's a very much a multi-dimensional thing. You can't, mm. I, I wouldn't be able to fit the, this into my life mm. at all. So this would have to be like, I'd have to go, because I think I could only fall in love with someone else now, maybe if I went back three, four years. Mm. Sure. I mean, or let's say six years so that I'm outside of the scope of the relationship I'm currently in. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what you were trying to go for with yeah. the three, four years, and then you realized how long you've been in your current relationship yeah. <laughs> and had to reset the parameters. Sure. <laughs> now, is there a sketch in any of this? I'm wondering, like, like, I mean, that that kind of is. It's probably just closer to polyamory but I'm also not interested in that I also no no and then you and you don't want to you don't want to sustain a long-term relationship no no I just want to just want to experience, experience it. it for a day yeah you know I want to like, have what a, is your routine like it's like I want to have a long-term relationship one night stand mm. you know how sometimes you look at your beloved and it's just like it's just like the first time you looked at each other, you know, that, that mm -hmm. freshness. Yeah. Right? And then, but then sometimes you want the opposite of that, where you look at somebody you've just met and you want to be able to look at them with the, the weary eyes. Mm. That's right. <laughs> this with is coming like... across as a negative attitude towards relationships, which is not something that I have. But, but, you know. but it's also okay to be tired in relationships. That's true, it is. Mm. And so I don't want you to think... But that's a negative a attitude towards relationships. Mm -hmm. I want you to know mm -hmm. that you, you are within the healthy range. God, of... this is a supportive podcast. <laughs> isn't it a beautiful space? So look, isn't it? So what this is, it's a it's an opportunity to have a one night stand mm. with somebody who's also in a long term relationship with someone else, right? But it doesn't happen in reality. Yes. It's a date you organize where you meet in a dream yes. and they don't know about it. Yeah, okay. Right? It's just basically, it's a dream thing, you know, because in the end, if you could decide what your own dreams are, mm. you'd probably start having to pick things that you secretly want, mm. right? As long as you don't have to program it mm. in front of your beloved. Mm. 
You know, because if you have to program it in front of your beloved, and then you're like, oh, tonight I might try a relationship with that person we both know. <laughs> what it's like to be 10 years into a relationship with that person we both know. It's like, I'm not interested in being with that person. I just want to know what it would be like. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> I'm not interested. I just want to know. I need to know. That has nothing to do with interest. Yeah. Do you understand? <laughs> It's a want, not, not a, like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not peaked. <laughs> I, I like, uh, turn it like this. It's a one night stand, but it's not the first night. It's the 3068th night. Yeah. Right? And I have no, I, I have no desire to continue with this person. No, that's why it's a one night stand. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's not a two night stand. So is that an idea? I mean, that's you would have to have an in-mind display so that you didn't feel guilty for doing this. What do you mean an in-mind display? Well, because... Well, that th this takes place in the mind. Well, no, no, you would have to have... Because you never feel guilty for something that happens in your mind. <laughs> I don't, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think it's silly to do that. Well, you're probably right. Yeah. No, I'm going to feel really bad for yeah, all the times I felt like, guilty well, in At least mind. you're doing it outwardly. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, Get it out there. Um... Like, I, I meant the panel where you get to decide what you're going to watch that night in your in your mind. Mm. You know? Yeah. Because or else if it's out there and your partner can look at it, then it'll make you feel bad mm -hmm. because it'll make them feel bad. And yet, you know what? I think that's, I think that's kind of true, isn't it? Like, mm. that's what feeling bad is. Feeling bad is making other people feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, earlier today, um, when we got home, I got my, my son and my beloved home. And then I was in the kitchen getting some food ready. And then I looked over and he was standing on my laptop. <laughs> Your new laptop? No, my brand new laptop. <laughs> and I yelled a sound in a way that like I emitted a louder, more effective, like sort of almost operatic kind of yell that made him immediately cry. And it was partially because it's like, well, you have to know straight away that you can't put your entire weight on. <laughs> it was actually standing on two laptops because there was one laptop on top of another. <laughs> and oh, see, that's a double standard. You're expecting him to behave in a way to a laptop that a laptop wouldn't behave to a laptop. I know, and it's... And it, it's that's complicated. It's, well, it's, it's harder to parent that way in which you're saying, well, the rules that apply to you don't apply to mm. laptops, and that seems unfair. <laughs> um, but then after he cried a bunch and he was kind of in his room and stuff like that, I had to go explain that he technically wasn't in trouble for what he did because mm. he doesn't really know that you can't stand on laptops, mm. even though I think I probably told him once. But is that really enough <laughs> to tell a three-year-old the importance, who doesn't really understand value of things and totally. also doesn't understand... So then I really... And then after the whole thing where he, I had to explain, then, because I was also feeling bad because mm. he felt bad, and then I was like, and then I apologized for yelling. Mm. Anyway, some... That was, uh, just started with the anyway. I'm gonna write down the thing where you get to decide what you want to watch at nighttime or anything. That's kind of a sci-fi. Yeah, idea. yeah. It's it's um, it's, a, it's an in-mind display. Yeah, uh, it, I, I guess I guess it, it it probably clips on to the retinal nerve, right? The the optic yeah, nerve, maybe. It's, it's probably like you've you've just found uh, somebody's created a program that you can download into your brain mm. that you can operate. Mm. And that you can go, you can program through just words saying, tonight I want to watch. But not saying it out loud. Not saying it out loud. Because you know. someone might hear. But apparently even when you do you do your inner voice, you do kind of like, 
mouth it a little bit. They can and... they can <clears throat> sense in the like if they put a little probe on mm. your larynx, they can get some micro signals or yeah. something like that. There. Yeah. yeah anyway, wow. and so then and and then so that you well, can you, have well, you one... want to hope that your your beloved isn't like a, a a shark or something who has those sort of electrosensitive receptors mm-hmm. on their on their nose, right? Because they might be able to detect your inner thoughts then via your larynx, and also they're a shark. Right, and we, mm. as we've established, haven't domesticated them yet, and so they Are might sure? they might react they might react in a way that is somehow. Uh, the, are there no shark farms, or all those shark? I still I eat? don't I don't think a shark farm counts as it being domesticated. Right. So you you th- you still think that the, that a cow is not domesticated? No, I think a cow is domesticated, mm-hmm. right? Because I think the relationship that we have with the cow has changed the behavior of the cow, right? But it's not, let me go back. <clears throat> right, I, I, think, I think. So let's say it was a shark farm. Yeah. And let's say uh, we were having, if we, if we were farming sharks, mm. so we were breeding them, mm. right? Do you think that that would count as a sustained multi-generational relationship in which us uh, assumes a significant degree of influence over the reproduction and care of them to secure a more predictable supply of resources from that second group? No. Be, well, be, and, and, unless we were like selecting which sharks breed with which other sharks and that sort of thing. I think if you're trying to get sharks out of them, that counts as a resource that you are getting out of them. Um, but, so that but, you can, but, but like, what control do we have over their breeding them in, in, in that situation? Well, we're putting them in a... In a controlled area so that we're deciding which ones can breed with each other and things like that so we are we are doing that well if it is a shark farm that's what we're doing right right? do you think a salmon farm i don't think salmon are domesticated in the salmon farm yeah because they have like if you get a wild salmon you get a regular salmon you you get different sizes and stuff like that they're different because they you control what they eat you control things like that like all right you're probably right on this one, Alistair. I've, I've strayed too far from my, my, my uh, defensible position. It's okay. Once we, we... Got in, once we got into fish. But, but I do want to know if anyone is, does have a shark farm, because I think they probably don't. I think I, could, I should have stopped then. Right? This is what I want. This is what I want, right? I want a GPS, but for arguments. Right? You mm. know how, to G, how a GPS says, get off at this exit? Right? Yeah. I want that. For, for, for discussions so that I know when to leave a, an argument. Right? And it's probably usually when the person, other person is looking at their phone so they're not really paying attention to what is probably a very good sketch idea. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I was trying to find out if there were shark farms. Yeah, did you have any luck? Eh? I'm not sure yet still. Because you are rudely interrupted by saying something about me that sounded like it was about me looking at my phone. That was a bit rude of me. I'm what sorry. was your sketch idea, Andrew? It was a GPS to tell you when to get, when to, like a GPS would tell you when to get off a motorway. Mm. A GPS that tells you when to get out of an argument. Right? When to when do you know when when you have the the best uh, concessions that you're going to get? I mm-hmm. guess this is just like what a negotiator does in some sort of negotiation, right? This is the best deal you're going to get. Mm. Right? 
You need that. You need but a it's negotiator. somehow digital, right? digital, and it's in your mind display. It's okay. in your, so your in-mind display is hooked onto your retinal nerve. So let's let's put this into practice. Say okay. you're say you're at a divorce. You're at your divorce proceedings. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> or I'm at somebody else's divorce proceedings because the day that I've chosen to experience their relationship <laughs> is the one where it ends. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, that right? would be cool. It's 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 role it's role play divorce. I mean that's right? a fun thing. Yeah, <laughs> you get to go, like it sounds like something that we should have in Melbourne. Yeah, it's like an escape room. Yeah, right. But you and your beloved go along, and there are people who play the lawyers and that sort of thing, and you get to do a divorce. Oh, and I think it's, it's dangerous like. to do it with your actual partner. No, I think <laughs> this is part of spicing up your your love life. Yeah, that's true. Right. And then you get to, you know, you get to go through all those arguments of like, you get this and I, I want this and I want the kids oh, I know, and then, all that I, kind of I know, stuff. but in the role play, you're going to bring up some real stuff. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, sure. But that's the fun of it. It's like, man and wife, get, get, get divorced divorce. after divorce role play. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. All right. <laughs> um, and, you know, mate, I mean... I mean, if, if, if you want a bit of distance from sure, it, it doesn't no. even have to be necessarily your life that you're getting separated from, right? You're, you're, you're I mean, you know there, what? but then you have like a fictional property portfolio. I guess, I guess. You have people playing your kids. That's true. I guess you could do it with, with fake stuff, kind of like a murder mystery where you're given a bit of a profile on your mm, character. Sure. But then, you know, but then at the same time, you know what? Maybe it is great to just do it with your life mm. and take those risks. Mm. Or maybe it's something that you could do... Even as like a, like a really early date, you know. I think mm. a divorce, like in a way, a divorce is probably a great way to get to know somebody, mm-hmm. right? You learn what's important to them. Yeah. Right? You learn what's going on in their life. How much do they earn? Mm. What do they do? And also, you see how they argue. You see how they argue, and that's going to be crucial. First date, perfect first date. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll pick you up at uh, seven, and I, I think we should go and do this great thing. They got a, um, they got this divorce room thing, and you go along, mm. and they have people playing the lawyers, and you get divorced. And uh, yeah, you know. apparently that's even a real thing. Like with, um, it's a, it's one of the best predictors of like. I know this is gonna be a tiny bit dark, but one of the best predictors of uh, like domestic violence is very early on in a relationship, uh, a, a woman needs to get a guy like put him in a situation where you sort of say no to them, mm. because a lot of the time that's when they. You know, you don't find out until you don't. You haven't said no to them until much later on, right. and it turns out that these people are just like they have a real anger problem, and they don't react well to have being having a no said to them. Yeah, of course, right? Especially mm. yeah, early on in the relationship. Early on, from a, lot a safe of feet, distance, full on kind of mouth thing. kissing, <clears throat> right? And a lot of just you're excited, you're mm. saying yes to things, and you overlook. They say, "Can I, can I open stuff? mouth kiss this other person like yeah. that?" Very early on, that's a perfect time to t- test. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is a perfect time to test, yeah. but it might not be the perfect test. No, no. Because you might bring up some other things in the relationship. Sure, you're right. And then, you you know, you might be... Yeah, yeah, but that's them asking. Oh, sure. Remember, you're saying no to them, not getting them to say no to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it works both ways. You know, it probably also works with men and, uh, you know, saying no to women and depending on... Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah. Who's... who's- 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Whose issues are what exactly? That's right. Now. Um, do you think we have enough sketches to go on to a... Uh, <clears throat> three words? Three words from a listener of the podcast. I think you're right, Andy. Who gives us these words via Patreon. Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is the king's ear, and you get to whisper these three words to Alistair via almost any digital medium, and you will right. keep track of them somewhere, and eventually we will use them on the podcast. We've been getting a lot coming in, because on the last podcast I mentioned that we are going to need a bunch for the 200th episode that's, that's coming really up, exciting. in which we're going to be recording for maybe 24 hours, and uh, hopefully less, yes. but... We've already picked out the meal we're going to eat because we need a nice soft mm-hmm. food. So we're going to eat veggie sausages because I think veggie sausages also stop that, that heavy sausage burp mm. in an enclosed space, mm-hmm. especially one where you're going to be getting a lot of guests. It's a very sausage-based podcast, right? Yeah. We've, we've talked about sausage a lot on the podcast and we have decided that, the, yes, the veggie sausage, a cooked veggie sausage is the perfect podcasting food. Because it doesn't, it's, it's not a crunch, it doesn't have a lot of mouth noises no. when you're eating it. No, but it seems also like it's quite balanced, like there's a lot of different stuff in there. That's, That's right. get it to be brown like and, that. And then uh, my beloved Indiana yes. uh, suggested that we should also eat a big plate of mashed potatoes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's equally as soft and equally as rich. I reckon we can dip the sausages in the mashed potatoes. We potato. could absolutely dip... And that's what's going to be great, is that because we're going to we're going to be streaming this thing mm. on the seventh when we're recording it. it. Won't be actually released till like the seventeenth or whatever. So I'm that'll be this weekend for these people who are listening to this. Uh, now. Yeah, that'll be this coming weekend. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Seventh uh, Australian time. Yeah, we'll be starting at seven Australian time. We'll we'll be put po- we'll post on our Twitter and, oh, and the, 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 starting on the seventh, but at six a.m. Six a.m. Australian, Australian time. time. And we'll be posting it at least on our Twitter, a link to where yeah. we're going to be streaming it on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff. I think we're going to probably try to stream it maybe on something else, but yeah. there'll be details later on. <laughs> at we'll, the last minute. At the probably. last minute once we figure it out. But those details will also probably be on our Twitter. On our Twitter, maybe our Facebook. Yes. Yeah, we should probably use that thing. Oh, that Facebook that we update all the time. Yeah. God, I bet all those people are really happy that they signed up to that. Yeah. Well... So the three words from Phil Calling. Hey, Phil. Who uh, we, you know, we uh, used to interact a lot. I think he's dropped off, actually. Really? I think Phil Calling has dropped off, and it's understandable. We can't all listen to the podcast all the time. I've dropped off from a lot of podcasts. Some of my favorite podcasts. And I want you all to know that we forgive you if you drop off. It's not even a question of forgive. We're happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy that you have broken free and uh, that that you've found other things in your life. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, and we hope it's just bigger and better things for you always. We are just happy to have had the opportunity to have this one night stand with you five yeah. years in. Sure. You know, and have this intimate in ear relationship mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. But to I guess, hold your ears in our mouth. I guess we're in your ear and you're in our, our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some kind of head only 69. Yes. <laughs> Um, so Phil's um, words are, <clears throat> are you ready? Yeah. Words 
words. Words. Very good, Phil. Uh, I mean, nowhere did we specify that they had to be different words. That's right. Right. And, or anything different than words. Than <laughs> the word words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Oh, it actually I mean, is three has, words, isn't yeah, it? Oh, it's very good. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think he might be fucking with us. But you know what that also is? What is it? It's a line from Hamlet, right? Oh, yeah. He so, says, words, words, words. Right? That's what right. It's also, somebody, I think, the name of an album by Bo Burnham. Which is a reference to Hamlet, I think. Right. Bo Burnham is a reference to Hamlet? Yes. God, that's good. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, there, there, is, the, there is the whole, uh, the whole Hamlet oeuvre. The name right. Hamlet never, never continued, did it? <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. But then I'm, I'm, I would argue that there's not a huge number of names from Shakespeare, Shakespeare's yeah. plays that like you don't meet many Titus Andronicuses. Oh, I met a Titus. That might be a fake, a fake name though. Yeah. But I think there are Tituses, and right now I mean, feels like it would be the. In fact, the we prime... might even have a Titus on Twitter who follows us. Yeah, I think this is a prime time for Tituses right yeah? now. Yeah, Titus time. Because it's like it's a good name, mm. Titus. Mm. You know, and sounds strong. It's a it? strong, powerful, underused name. Mm. So this is perfect for sort of young creatives mm. who were. Who are multiplying? Titus almost sounds like an app. Oh yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that's the risk right now. If you name your kid Titus, it's a it's a strong enough word, but short enough that it could be an app name. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, my niece is called Alexa. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then they named that robot after. Mm. Mm. My my nephew's called Google Maps. Oh no! Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, okay, sketch ideas. I mean, yeah. of a man called Hamlet mm. who doesn't like pork. Yeah, okay. Um, it's not enough of... No, it's not, it's not, it's not quite enough, right? I want man. you to know I, I apply the same scrutiny to my own sketch <laughs> ideas as I do to yours. Alistair, that's demonstrably not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you do, you might. You very well might apply the same level of scrutiny, but I think a lot of it is internal, Right, and you probably have like um, uh, maybe some things are, are like a, a beautifully developed um, vista in your mind, mm. but I don't always see all of that. As, as it is with everything, like whenever anybody proposes mm -hmm. any kind of creative idea, of you know, the first you hear about the idea, you hear somebody talk about it for thirty seconds, you're like, "Well, that doesn't seem to be much to this idea." I don't know what. I mean, seems like there's only really thirty seconds worth of information That's in right. this idea, yeah. right? But then, you know, if you just let them keep talking or Force mm. them to, or give them a development grant or something. Mm -hmm. See, I'm laying the seeds out there. I'm, I'm making people uh, think that giving people development grants is just a really normal and cool thing to do. If anybody right? wants to give us a development grant? Oh, sure. I mean, I hadn't even thought about it in the context we of us. I was of just ideas. trying to do it for uh, the good of humanity. We have a bunch of ideas. We even have an idea generating podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Where we could come up with more. If you don't like our the current ideas, we got more. You don't Almost like 200 episodes. Yeah. If you don't like this, we have more. And have we already mentioned that it's, the end of it's going to be the end of season one, Oh, right? yeah. No, we have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, great. 200 episodes in season one. And then I think season two, maybe four or five episodes. That's and then, good. bam, into season three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's going to be that slow season two. Mm. You know? And then I think we might do a Christmas special. Like a, a one-off Christmas special. It's a good idea. And then have a six-year hiatus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then, and then a reunion uh, tour. No, 
and then a two-year hiatus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then... And then a podcast every day for a year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keep people... It's, it's one of those on-again, off-again things that really keeps people sort of emotionally bouncing around so they don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, not, not a lot of bands mm -hmm. that have broken up announce, do a big announcement that they're going to stay broken up. Mm -hmm. Right? That's true. Get back together just to remind everybody mm -hmm. that they've called it off. Yeah. Oh, like a reunion breakup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe even, on, maybe even take the breakup on tour. Yeah. Right? Break up in different... Capital on stage cities. for on money. Sure. <laughs> While playing their songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can feel the tension tonight. I think they're going to break up again. Well, they did say they would. It's on the set list. Should that they be broke the... it up at every other concert this, this tour. The breakup tour. Yes. I mean, somebody probably has called the tour the breakup tour. Yeah, but this one's a, the band breakup tour. Yeah. Good. That's, that, that, that clarifies really, really well. Mm. Um, words, words, words. You know. Um, uh, what are those? Synonyms? They're not even synonyms. Synonyms of each other. <laughs> no, wait, let me look it up. Yep, no, they are. Yeah, they are synonyms. <laughs> words does also mean words. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like... Uh, in rhyming dictionaries, right, they always have, you, you type in a word, they always give you a bunch of words, right, that rhyme with that word. They should just give you the same word back again because sometimes people in raps or whatever rhyme a word with itself. Mm -hmm. That's one of those rules that you think you shouldn't be allowed to break yeah. in songs. And then people do it all the time. You know and what? It's fine. You know what I would like to see? Yeah. The one song where all the rhymes are the same word again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that problem does that exist? Do you think? I, don't know. I went downtown to get a sit <laughs> to get myself downtown, <laughs> and I went all around to the bend, and then I got to bend. And it's so fun to have this much fun, and you never know why, because you never know oh, why. I thought, I thought it was literally just gonna. They were all gonna rhyme with the word town, and they were just gonna, every every sentence was gonna end with the word town. Well, it could be that. I went downtown to find a funny town, and then it was Brown Town was that funny town, and then. This is the worst thing ever. And then I slept in heard. town, and then I went, and then I left the town, and then I went away from the town. And it like, was it's so bad. in a town anymore. On, on so, so many levels. Like, it's comprehensively bad. <laughs> and I know... You weren't trying, and if you were trying, you were trying to make it bad. But fuck, Andy, Alistair. there was so many rhymes come up so fast, <laughs> and you have to just fill it in with whatever words are available. It's like you're, you're sitting on the ground, just grabbing. The, like I'm picturing you surrounded by blocks. I'm just picturing my kids surrounded by blocks. Just grabbing the blocks that we're in with arms reach. You don't have time to think about what blocks goes with what. This is the worst analogy ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like any, you're surrounded by one block. <laughs> and you keep picking up the same block. 
and then looking for another block to pick up, and then you see the block that you had just picked up but dropped, and you pick it up again, and then as you're looking for. Uh, here's a pitch for you. Look, it's the one rhyme song. It's a, it's, it's a, you know, everyone, everyone, you know the rhyming dictionary? Yeah. Right? I've established that's a thing, right? Mm -hmm. This is the non-rhyming dictionary. Because you only need the rhyming dictionary mm. for like, probably like one in every ten words in a song. Yeah. But for the non-rhyming dictionary, you need words for all the other words. So you type in a word, right? Yeah. And it gives you all the other words that don't rhyme with that. And you can, those are the ones that you can use building up to that word. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's uh, a good this one. It's not really a sketch idea, but I think it is a terrible idea it's, for a dictionary. It's a website idea. <laughs> yeah. Because we all know Rhyme Zone. Yes. And Jack Drews has made fun of me for assuming that everybody should know Rhyme Zone. I think everybody knows Rhyme Zone. Yeah? No. No, one not. time I said, I said out loud, we were at work, and I said, and somebody said, what's Rhyme Zone? I said, you don't know Rhyme Zone! <laughs> And I was, I was, look, I tell you what, and how shocked would you be if you heard, find out somebody didn't know about Rhyme Zone? I mean, as shocked as if I saw my son standing on a computer, standing on top of another computer. That's right. You would shout. Yeah. Well, I was mocked for being as upset as you were just yeah. then. Wow. So people, this is, isn't that... This is Jack Trucy's, he doesn't know this yet, but he's going to be the first guest. You were the victim of mock mockery, right? That's right. you thought, here I am. Let's all get together and mock this idiot who doesn't know about rhyme zone. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly they flip the whole thing around on you. You're the one getting mocked. Yeah. This isn't how this was supposed to play out. No, that's right. So it was also shock mock. Yeah. I got shock mock or mock shock. That's something you'd find in rhyme zone. <laughs> but you could also find that in another, a non-rhyme zone. Mm, if you typed in a different word. If you typed in a different word. Like begonias. That's right. Shock would be in there. Yeah, and so would mock. So would mock. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of words that do rhyme come up with, in mm -hmm. the rhyming dictionary. Just but, not uh, that they don't rhyme with the word that you're looking that's for. That's right. Not a lot of things would actually come up if you put begonias into a rhyme dictionary. Yeah. And, and, if, and if you're just interested in quantity of results mm. rather than quality, I said, I've, I've got I've to recommend to you the non-rhyming dictionary. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if it's more about heft Volume. than it is about sort of pristine rhyme, mm. like pristine numbers. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a non-rhyming dictionary for prose poets. Yeah? Oh, yeah, that's good. Because prose poets, uh, pr prose poetry, um, not real poetry in my opinion, you know. Call me old-fashioned, but I think that all poetry should rhyme. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, you gotta admit, it feels better, doesn't it? It does. The other thing just sounds like you're talking. Feels like a bit more work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other stuff. But like, you don't even consider just typing this into a search just, engine. Just do the work it takes to make it good. Yeah. You know. I mean, you called yourself a poet. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um. No, but I mean, is there a sketch idea in that about like? Let's all admit that poetry doesn't rhyme isn't very good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, is it a sketch idea? Um, where would you put that? Where would you put that? Where would you put that admission? Um, is that a government thing? Is it a petition? Right? Can we get a petition up? Maybe. Could we get it to a referendum? I mean, that's probably what you'd have to 
do you think we could do you think that we could somehow because mm. you it's hard to get um, like like language evolves right yeah. the meaning of words changes and sometimes words mean things and also other things and people don't know what they mean when they say different words right but what if we decided well poetry has to rhyme I'm sorry yeah right could we get that in as a like like the definition of poetry as being something that rhymes could we get that written into the law but you, but you know who's likely to change the meaning of a word poets poets fuck yeah <laughs> They got so much access to them, and they're dealing with them every day. Yeah, yeah. And they often have a platform. Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot of them, but a few. No, no. not a well-attended But you know what? If I was the president of wherever this is, mm. and I had to elect a poet laureate, I'd never elect one <laughs> that didn't rhyme. It's maybe not a sketch idea. Um, no, but I, I, think, uh, I think we're okay. All right. right. Should I go through these sketch ideas? Yeah. We have an open letter signed by billions to save the planet out of the kindness of the heart of a billionaire, mm. or, or all billionaires, or else we'll raid their homes. Mm. Raid their homes. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice threat, you know? Because also, I think probably raiding the home of a billionaire probably wouldn't set them back all that much. I know, but they, they'll, they'll be in it. Yeah, and then what? Are we, we also punching them and stuff? Oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no. Maybe you're not saying any of this. I'm not saying any of this, Andy. I'm just saying they should do it out of the kindness of their heart. Mm. Or else. Not or else. Just, no, I mean, it's not or else. It's just, just that if they don't, <laughs> we're going to raid all their homes. That sounds a lot like an or else. No, it's not or else. Or else is too threatening, Andy. It's sure. just... It's, if you don't... They're not connected. Mm-hmm. It's like you're seeing it as causation. I'm seeing it as correlation. <laughs> enforced correlation. No, not enforced. That people, sounds too pe- strong People again. cannot do it. Mm. And many people won't. Yeah. But a lot of people will. And we have their names on this piece of paper. <laughs> Then we have the power of attorney. One son gets power of attorney. One son gets power of attorney. I'm amazed that got written down. You see? That's you a see? clear sketch idea. That is not a clear sketch idea. You don't, okay, well, you don't see the jealousy between the sons. One is a big show-off. One's a big show-off, all right? And he's rubbing it in the other guy's face that he gets power of attorney, right? And the other guy, he gets power of attorney. Uh, which That's means much nothing. better. <laughs> Turns out he becomes essentially a, like an infinite wizard. Oh, that does sound good. I didn't realize he became a wizard. Well, what did you think I meant? Did you think I meant something that was boring that you that you wouldn't like? Yes. <laughs> I, I, well, I meant something that was fun and that you would like. Oh, I should have assumed. Well, you're making the wrong. You're making a huge mistake by assuming the other one. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. we've got VIP hell. This is good. Now this is a sketch. It's a classic sketch. Classic sketch. Yeah. That's no power of eternity. It's a little rope. Eh? There's a little rope. Well, there can know. be. Yeah. Some will. The, the VIP hell people are behind. Then we got emotional support animals, one for each emotion. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, a whole, a whole uh, you you know, got, barnyard. You got your dog for when you're sad. It's my emotional support barnyard. It's, it's my it's emotional support domesticated animals. 
Got a shark. I tell you, she Salamander. had so many issues. She had an emotional support zoo. You know, I'm doing a doing a little hand action. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, You're yeah, jerking it's a, off. It's a visual. It's a visual uh, uh, joke on a audio podcast. Uh, what you want to watch? Dream thing, so you can have ten years in one night stands. <laughs> wow, you wrote that down in a lot of detail. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, there's a few ideas there. It's like yeah. you gotta, you know, but you remember what that was, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got then we got the revo- divorce role play escape room, and you, you go with your partner. It's a good f- first date mm-hmm. thing. Go in, get, get divorced. divorced. Yep. Wonder if you can eat. You know, like do they, a lot of these divorce meetings? Do they are they catered? Could there be a platter? Yeah, there should be like they gotta get sandwiches or something. And the lawyers else. are making so much money from these things. Yeah. they've gotta put something down. Worst comes to worst, you could bring a block, you know, a block of cheese and some wine. <laughs> I'm picturing a kilo block, Plus, you know, like one of those yeah, yeah. rectangular ones. <laughs> yeah, good. Is that are those called hard cheeses? You know what I reckon you could do? I reckon you could get one of those kilo blocks of uh, of, of cheese, mm. carve it out, pour wine in there. Oh, right? yeah. Make it, it's a then, cup. It's a cup, right? But it's also a bit like an ice cream cone. Oh, yeah. Right? You sort of nibble the sides as you mm. drink down the wine cup. Yeah. And then you could start, you could just start with like, it'd be one of those like, you know, like one of those cinema cups that you get that's got Batman on it or something mm. like that. But it's just cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if, if it's a whole block that you've just carved out, mm. you could, you know, save the rest at home for maybe spreading on pasta. Mm-hmm. And then have the uh, cup for, you know, your night out. Yeah. That's a meal and a drink. Or, it's, or we sell it as kind of like a mold type thing. Um, you know, it's, it's it, it mold M-O-U-L-D. Whatever the one is where you like, you pour you pour liquid cheese in there. It sets and it makes a, a wine cup. Sure. Made out of cheese. But I reckon the cheese goes different after you. It melt does, it. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Might not hold as mm. much. Anyway, um, then we got. I think you should write that down. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, it's 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 a cheese cup. Cheese. Wine. Wine. Wine cup. cup. That's um, a great idea. That's thanks, a good son. product. Yeah. We could sell that. Here, mm-hmm. I could go. From, I'll go home and I'll make one right now. I'll make a prototype. We could drink wine. Oh no, we can't drink wine during the set two hundredth episode. We're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> well, we can have one. We'll have one to celebrate at the end. Okay, right? a cheese if, cup. If, if I remember to do this, it'll be the best thing ever. Okay. I will carve out a block, a kilo block of cheese, and yeah. make some wine glasses. <laughs> And we will have drink. What kind wine. of wine? Red wine? Uh, I think it's gonna be white wine, right? No, I maybe not. I think red, you, I think you have, when you have wine and cheese, it could be red wine. Yeah, you're right. I think it'll look more spectacular if it's red wine. Like, okay. and by spectacular, I mean disgusting. Yeah, it could be the best thing that ever happens. <laughs> and, and by the way, we're talking of like a like a like a kilo block of um, black and gold brand. Yeah, yeah. Like like tasty cheese. Six or seven, eight dollars a kilo. Yeah, I feel like I could cut a single block into three cubes and get to, no, you know, I think, quite I think, good sli- size. I think you want just. Just cut it in half. Okay. So we got two cups. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not three cups. You don't want to cut it into three. Well, I feel like then, then we're we're just we're not gonna have enough volume for liquid. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll I'll work this out in the lab. Who's the third person you're thinking about? I'm picturing Carly would be there for some reason. At four a. No, that's very unlikely, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> but she might be. There could be someone there. That's true. The third one is for absent friends. Oh, see, that's nice. But they could drink swig from the bottle. This would be um, something that we'll offer on Patreon, right? 
if you, <laughs> if you, we'll, we'll make a new Patreon tier. Yeah. And if you if you pay twenty five dollars every month, I'll send you a new set of carved custom carved wine cups. For twenty five dollars. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of work. I know, but but I'm saying it's going to cost you like nine dollars just for the cheese. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's not enough. It's I'm not charging them enough. You're right. In terms of the amount, the amount of labor I'm going to have to do. And then it's labor, and then postage. Yeah. No, you're right. This is not worth it. I mean, it has to be, like. A hundred or two hundred dollars. Okay, but two hundred dollars. You also send have to send it refrigerated. I will. Posts. That's going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to have to be freight because most a lot of listeners are overseas. And have to pack it quite well because they'll break. Right? They'll crush. Yeah, they will crush. Cup. So then that's a lot of like hard packaging that you mm. also have to buy. Okay. All right. Well, there's some stuff to work through. Yeah. We'll get there. Find a, pr- a price point that will make you happy to continue doing this. Yeah. But if you can get, say, 10 people paying for that, mm. that's two grand a month. <laughs> and this just becomes my life. <laughs> just, just carving cheese. That sounds like something you would want to do. It's, that does. You could start a cheese lathe. Yeah, think of all the offcuts. Oh, yeah. I'll be dead in a month. <laughs> well, I mean, you could start a, a grated cheese company on the side. Grated cheese. Well, where else would they get it from? I don't know. From the lathe, from the cheese lathe. From the cheese lathe. Do you think you're working work on a lathe? I'd hope so, yeah. I'm going to make th- them rounded. Or do you think you'd need a, a bore? You're probably going to need both. Yeah? Yeah, because you want to round it outside. You get that with the lathe. Mm. And then uh, you're, in, you're in a plug. I wonder how I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll have to get a big drill bit. Yeah. Or you just have to get it like, like a chisel. And then have it spinning and then just go inside like that and just carve yeah. it up. Yeah. But then you need a big tarp out to catch all the cheese. Yeah. That's going to fling everywhere. We've talked about this way too much. But I love it. I'm really yeah. excited. Because you could make a cheese wine glass as well. <laughs> you could get that, that neck <laughs> yeah. thick enough oh, yeah, you're to right. hold the weight. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to have to get a, like a harder, more structural cheese there, aren't oh, like you? like a parmesan. Like a parmesan. Like, and that's a, a big block of parmesan. That's expensive. That is expensive. But that's a, that's a carving cheese, the parmesan. Absolutely, yeah. That's what a dream. And, and people, now that's, now that's, an, that's an event glass. Mm. You know, you save that for special occasions. <laughs> Why? Why am, I, why, why am a glass made of glass? Why would you save that for special occasion? You can use that as many times as you want. Nobody's saving a glass made of glass for special occasions. I think we have some wine glasses that are like, they're almost too nice to use. Wow, that sounds pointless. That's, Smash them. It's almost like Smash the them. point they're a of what I was saying. They're a burden. They're not a burden. I just use they're them burden, for, for non-special occasions. Oh, good on you. All right, and I think that's every... Wait, have I gone through? We've got one rhyme song. we got the bad the band breakup tour. We got non-rhyming dictionary for prose poets. The only real poets, even though we don't like poetry that isn't rhyming. Great. And then we got the cheese wine cup. But even cup seems like it diminishes how valuable a thing this will be. It's a, it's a goblet. It's oh, a, it's a goblet. It's yeah. a Gouda goblet. And you do gobble it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a goblet. And you gobble it. Well, that's all the copy written out. <laughs> These things sell themselves. Thank you so much for listening to the thing. It's been a lot of fun. 
you know? I had fun. Man, I'd that say ending, we accelerated. That, yeah, that bit at the end there, I, I think... it off. It's, <laughs> you, you can tell when we find something that excites us, and you can never pick what's going to excite us. No! I mean, I would have thought... You know, I would have thought, I don't know... I did, I did, divorce roleplay would have really excited us. But I we did a bit. It did, did a bit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and was that even what led us to... Were they going to have the cheese cups in the... Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I think that's what got us to the... Oh, we were really excited. I know, but... But it's amazing how... How minimal our, our passion for the divorce escape mm. room was compared to the cheese goblet. Mm. You know what they give you in that little platter in uh, divorce uh, roleplay? What's that? Divorce d'oeuvre. <laughs> divorce d'oeuvres. Divorce d'oeuvres. Yeah, divorce d'oeuvres. Yeah, it's really good, Andy. <laughs> One of the, that's a, like a kid's joke. You could have that for, you know, like a Christmas cracker. Has anyone done this joke? Um, uh, I got told off. I was at a wedding the other day, right? And uh, I was following her. Uh, following her I was, I was, you know, the, 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 the waiters were going around with the, um, with the canapes, canapes. And I had to keep uh, chasing after them. Anyway, I got, I got told off by the, the maitre d'. I said, I was only following hors d'oeuvres. Was he a Nazi? Yeah, he was yeah, a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> it was at the Hague. <laughs> That's a great reveal. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was at the Hague. It was at the Hague, and he was a Nazi. Wasn't one of the sort of Dutch people. Um, so anyway, I'm on Twitter at uh, Stupid Old Andy. And I'm at Alistair TB, and we're at Two in Tank. And you can support us on Patreon if you like to uh, donate words. Or if you'd like to donate money or eight dollars to get the bonus episodes like Sci-Fi Try Guys yeah, or anything really like that. Yeah, really fun new episode went up yesterday. Yeah, uh, there's also you can review us, which makes us feel really good yeah. when it does happen. Yeah. Um, you can. Um, but we don't expect anything. We don't expect anything. God. And remember, remember the best thing that we want from you is for you to stop listening to the podcast and go on with your and life. Be <laughs> and be happy. Yeah. And, and find other things. Yeah. You know. You know um, what? Hey. Why don't you send us photos of you doing things that aren't listening to the podcast? Send us a photo of you listening to other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a kind of a cuckold type thing yeah. that we've got going. Uh, that, that really excites yeah, us. We're sort of, yeah, we're, we're podcast cucks. <laughs> Can you send us a selfie of you in the mirror with showing another podcast that you're listening to in the reflection mm -hmm. of the yeah. phone? Yeah, ideally a really, really popular podcast that definitely doesn't need the listens. Yeah, and one that would... It would actually bother us if we saw you listening yeah. to that. Even better, you know, because why not send us a photo of you like signing up to their Patreon or or, or review, <laughs> giving them a really good review on iTunes or something like that. I would love to see that. I yeah. would love that so much if like you could get send some money to Mark Maron or something like that. Yeah, Mark Maron or um, who's that oh, guy who does that? Chapo Trap House. Oh, give some, yeah. If you could send us a photo of you giving money to Chapo Trap House, that would make <laughs> us feel really good. In a weird way. <laughs> In a good way, though. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And uh, don't forget to tune in to the 200th episode. The stream. When we're in Australia. Yeah. 7, and we'll put a, 6 a.m. We'll, we'll do a countdown or something on Twitter. Probably not. It, it'll be very early in the morning. <laughs> and we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.